Hey guys, I'm Valerie. And I'm Jasmine, and this is Crafts, Drafts, and Crimes. Thank you for continuing to listen. Um, we just want to mention real quick that we are officially selling merch. We have um, t-shirts right now that are $12 and stickers are $3. We have them posted on our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, shipping within the U.S. is $4 and international shipping, just contact us and we will do an exact cost to your location. Um, obviously, we're willing to ship um, internationally. Remember that everything is made by us. So while it's imperfect, it's also really special. <laughs> yes. So we put our heart and souls into everyone. That's exactly right. <laughs> and for me, it's just like sweat and tears. <laughs> there we go. There we yeah, go. That works too. Exactly. I'm like literally crying because I fuck so many things up, but it's okay. <laughs> So we don't have much else to get into today, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you my sources. Um, there was a Science Magazine article by Jeffrey Mervis that was really good um, that I read regarding this case. Um, PubMed, NCBI, Wikipedia, All That's Interesting, The Guardian, Healthline, and Mental Floss. So today we are talking about the first possible South Pole murder. Ooh, South Pole. Ooh. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to the North Pole. I wonder if they're really Christmassy. <laughs> I don't. I think it's only a thing in movies, right? I don't know. I don't I really know. See, when I think of the North Pole, um, I think of the little Christmas town in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, do like, you? That's just what I think. <laughs> I used to love that movie. That's funny. I always think of um, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Okay, okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why my brain goes I, uh, there. <laughs> I fucking love The Nightmare Before Christmas when I was younger. My mom and dad bought it for me on VHS. And they said when I learned to, like, work the VHS, I would always play it, rewind it, play it, rewind it, play it, rewind it. So <laughs> what is it with shit. kids and rewinding movies and rewatching them? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, pick and another I was, movie. Like, when I was growing up, too, when before they got DVDs, I would always make sure to rewind all of my VHS because I would hate having to go and rewind them when I was ready to watch it again. Yeah, because it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Did you do that for the video store movies, too? I used to hate that when you would get a movie and it wasn't rewound. Yes. And then you're like, no, the ending. You had to, like, shield your eyes. Right, exactly. Oh, my God, rewind it now. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably somebody listening who has no idea what we're talking about. Okay, guys, so a VHS, (laughs) it, I don't know what it stands for, but it was a rectangle, and it it had, like, what are the, what is that shit called? The little circles in it. Yeah, the film. (laughs) Okay, don't mind me. And it, like, you could always see it in, like, on the right and left side. So, I think on the left side, that means it was rewound, and it was ready to go. And then if you go to the right side, it was needing to be rewound, basically. But it was this big rectangle. You push it in, and you hit play. It was before DVDs. (laughs) You see how you didn't have to rewind DVDs? You had to rewind VHS. Sorry. Maybe we should post a picture of it on the Instagram. (laughs) There are people. I mean, I don't remember when VHSs stopped getting made. Do you? I want to say... Watch, maybe. it was like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe 2005. I feel like that's when, like, CD, like, I feel like cassettes and VHS 
like all of them like kind of like slow down processing right and then cds and dvds started coming out mm-hmm. so and I then we switched say, like, 2004 2005 okay I like that. and I now we have a shit ton of vhs's i do too well actually not a shit ton but i actually think i still have um I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Nightmare for Christmas. <laughs> I do. I do have Nightmare on Elm Street. I have all of the Freddy Krueger VHS movies. Now you like, know I don't. They make the body and everything. Yeah, no, you don't. And then, so whenever they made the DVDs, I would buy them. And then they finally came out with like the whole collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom got it for me like a couple years ago. So now I have it on DVD. All of them on DVD and VHS. I'll never have a VHS player, but still, I have them for some reason. That's insane. Everything is on the computer now. You don't even need that. I know. And I could watch it all on Netflix and Hulu if I wanted to. That's like, saying. that's the sad part. <laughs> like, me and Antoine still buy DVDs sometimes. And then my mom and dad are like, why are you buying that? You that is just weird. Watch it whenever. That I is mean, weird. Eh, I read, I don't know. Like, there are certain ones, like, I'm like, we want to watch this forever. So when Netflix, like, fucking deletes a movie because they're assholes, um, we'll still have it and we'll be able to watch it. That's true. They don't always have everything. Yeah, like, when they got rid of Trolls. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) I was so mad. I love that movie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, I watched recently, um, oh, what's it called? They're the Cavemen. It's animated. Oh, the croons or something. Croons, like that. yeah. Croons, yeah. yeah. Okay. Something. I don't know. <laughs> that was really cute. My uh, niece likes that one. I've never seen it. Oh, I it's just, super cute. I like trolls and I like Moana. I don't like Frozen. Uh, I like Brave. That's a good one. I didn't see Brave. Brave's really good. You should watch that one. Um. But yeah, also, my other issue is some of the movies that we like, none of these um, streaming places, like, have them, like, you gotta pay for them. So, like, we like, uh, one of our favorite movies is Blood In, Blood Out. I don't know who I was talking to about it the other day, but, oh, no, we were talking about it, I think, no. I have no idea what you're talking about, so it wasn't me. Oh, no, no, no. It was, I think I was talking to somebody at work about it, because I was like, I want to go visit some places on lunch, and I was like, I want to go see San Quentin Prison, or State Penitentiary, whatever it is, because the me and Antoine's favorite movie, Blood In, Blood Out, is mainly based in that prison, so I just want to go fucking see it. That's really specific <laughs> and weird. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. So today we are talking about Rodney Marks. So Rodney was born in 1968 in Geelong, Australia, which is in the state of Victoria. So Victoria's, if you're looking at Australia, it's the southeastern state. And it's the second smallest state after Tasmania, which is actually not part of mainland Australia. And it's the second most populous state. So it's pretty crowded. I mean, a lot of Australia is, I don't want to say unpopulated because I'm wrong. (laughs) I already know it. (laughs) But a lot of it's pretty desolate. There's a lot of desert area and stuff like that. So um, anyway, so he's in a pretty populated area and he went to university in Melbourne, which is also in Victoria. Um, And he went to the University of Melbourne. In Melbourne, <laughs> just so we're clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he went 
and got his PhD at the University of New South Wales, which is in Sydney, um, which is several hours north. And he studied astrology, which I'm going to be honest, I, I don't really understand why people study astrology, because clearly there's a lot more to it than I know. Yeah. Um, Maya, who we used to work with, you remember she does astrology and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, on the side. And then there was this, um, this man, um, on the Spanish, uh, channel Univision. Um, he used to do astrology and stuff. And, like, he never went to school for it or anything. He was right. a Puerto Rican guy who just, like, he just got famous and was just doing it for, got famous for astrologic, his astro, his astrology. 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 <laughs> for some reason, that's a really hard <laughs> word. Um, well, this dude is super smart. In addition to just having his PhD, he was also fluent in French, which he basically self-taught himself. And he played guitar for a heavy metal band called The Changelings. Sweet. I did this not look complete that up. opposites. I know. <laughs> he was a very um, unique individual. So his friends actually called him a hippie um, because he sported super long hair and he was very free-spirited. So, in the year 2000, he was 32 years old, and he was on his third tour of spending winter, which is in the southern hemisphere, the opposite is here. So, he spent, like, our summer months there, winter, um, working in Antarctica, which is so cool. I actually, I had a professor whom I didn't quite like, but he, um, he used to spend a lot of time in Australia <laughs> and, and with penguins and stuff like that, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I kind of feel like I would want to go to, like, Antarctica and stuff like that. But at the same time, not really. Oh, really? I'd bust my ass. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to walk. Also, did I just say Australia? Because I meant Antarctica. Yeah. I'm thinking you about did, it. And it's I, okay. I it's think okay. I said I think I said Australia. Sorry, guys. Can't talk. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I think it would be so cool. I mean, just because, like, there's nothing there. So maybe it wouldn't be cool. I don't know. It's just one yeah. of those, like... Like, can't get their destinations, which makes me intrigued. No, it doesn't make me intrigued. <laughs> like, I, like, we do too much of this and we talk too much of shitty things happening to people that I just can't, I can't go to desolate areas. And, <laughs> like, if I don't know how to, how I'm going to be able to leave and if I have to wait like hours or days before I can leave, that's a problem for me. Oh, yeah. It could be months, which you'll see when we talk about this case. <laughs> You, I mean, you literally can get trapped there because, I mean, not only is it winter, but it's winter in Antarctica. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so he was working at Antarctic Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory for Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. Oh, that was a mouthful. Um, and it's located at Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station in Antarctica, which is run by U.S. National Science Foundation. Did he get all that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> did we follow that okay so um there's uh though it's run by the u.s there's a lot of different um there's a lot of diversity there people from all over the world which is super cool um I, that's another reason why i think it would be really neat to like go there to work because you have x amount of people on this um station from all over with a common goal like i just think it's cool yeah that is pretty cool that everybody can just like work together and get along <laughs> yeah exactly the only problem is during the winters there's 24-hour darkness 
and the temperature averages about negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about negative 62 Celsius. I don't even know what that feels like. I can't even fathom. Right. I've never even been anywhere below 10 degrees. Oh, below 20. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I think because it doesn't get it doesn't get like below 20 here. This is the coldest place I've ever been. That's so weird. Okay. Remember, I I lived in Florida for forever. Then I went to Texas and now I'm here. Like my first time seeing snow ever was when I first moved here. That's weird. Okay. So, (laughs) so negative 80 is like literally impossible for somebody like you. I mean, I don't think I could handle it. And I grew up in the snow. Uh, no, I can't. Yikes. Okay. So he was engaged to an American woman, um, Sonia Walter, who worked there as a maintenance specialist. He was very successful in his job, and he was very social with the other 49 people residing there. So total of 50 people. Um, sure. His friends later said that he did kind of binge drink a lot, but he wasn't by any means an alcoholic. And he tended to do that because he had um, symptoms of Tourette's and he wanted to kind of um, like, what's the word? Like mask them. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so also you're in Antarctica. What the hell else would you do? Right. I mean, (laughs) can you watch TV? Do you you use your cell phone? else you can really do i mean there's yeah there's nothing going on there so obviously people drink i imagine him to be super social and then he played in his band which is awesome yeah that's true but i'm sure you get tired you probably could fish i'm sure you get tired of that (laughs) (laughs) just penguin watch all day right that would be pretty cool actually no (laughs) like for one day not for like six months (laughs) okay maybe you're right what if we um watch uh polar bears what no (laughs) i'm afraid of saying something super stupid so i'm just not gonna say anything no you gotta say it now you you brought us to this point are polar bears very prevalent in antarctica i don't know there's at least 10 people rolling their eyes right now But I I do not know the answer to that because, I mean, just because they live in cold climates doesn't mean they live in Antarctica. That's true. So my impression was that in Antarctica, it's like penguins and seals and whales and like little krill. I don't know. (laughs) But I I don't know. (laughs) I feel like if we could have a polar bear here in North Carolina, we could have one in in Antarctica. (laughs) It's even too cold for them. No, I'm kidding. There's probably like a million and I'm just dumb. It's okay. No, no, because now I'm thinking I'm going to look it up whenever we're done. (laughs) We'll let you guys know. For those of you who don't already know the answer, which is probably like one other person's like, oh, I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) So on May 11th of 2000, um, Rodney was feeling pretty sick. He tried to sleep it off, but he woke up vomiting blood, which bad news. Just in case you don't know, that's a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So he went to visit the doctor on the base, Robert Thompson. He was anxious, disoriented, and short of breath. Thompson thought that he was just anxious, so Rodney left. He returned again when his symptoms got worse. 
he was actually wearing sunglasses because his eyes were bothering him, even though it was super dark. Again, bad news. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So he returned a third time after getting sent home, this time completely panicked. And Thompson injected Rodney with an antipsychotic to calm him down. So he's like 100% dead set on like you're having an anxiety attack. Chill out. Right. Um, At first it seemed to work, but a short while later, Rodney went into cardiac arrest and they were unable to save him. And he was pronounced dead on May 12th, 2000 at 6.45 p.m. New Zealand time. And I'm going by New Zealand time, by the way, because that's later on where we'll figure out more about his death. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just over 24 hours later, after feeling really weird, he's dead. Hmm. Any thoughts so far? Uh, poisoning. Okay. Um, with the, with the <laughs> antipsychotic? Uh, no, I'm thinking maybe... Somebody didn't like him, and they knew he drank. He uh, liked to binge drink. So what if they put something in his drink, and then he started feeling this way? Interesting. And that and that's what really initially took him out. Okay. So they don't have anybody there who can perform an autopsy, um, because there's only fifty people. So they're not assuming <laughs> people are going to just die. It's a perfectly healthy people. Um, So he was going to have to be transported, but because of the weather and the remote location, there are no flights for several months until their spring, and he was kept in a freezer until November. Holy shit. He died May 12th. That's a long time. (laughs) Wouldn't you hate to be that person that accidentally opened that freezer? (laughs) I'm sure it was secure. I'm sure it wasn't just, like, the freezer where people keep their ice cream. Not that people are eating ice cream in Antarctica, but... Really? They probably could have just left him outside. That's true. They could have. Negative 80. Actually, it might have been too cold that they wouldn't have preserved him properly. Okay. Or is it, like, Spongebob where you just, like, inject it with a little bit of heat in it? Um, and the... What's the Ray dude? What's his name? Which one? The, like, Manta Ray dude? Um, 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 I don't know. Is his name Manta Ray? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, I think it's something. Anyways, but they like he's like frozen in that ice block. They did not do that. Right. They just put him in a freezer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting silly for no reason. So the National Science Foundation that runs the station um, said he died of natural causes, and the physician physicians, excuse me, I can never say that. Their team replied, and I quote, there is no evidence to point to homicide, accidental poisoning, environmental toxicity, or infection. Okay, well then what was it? What, he he died of an anxiety attack? That's not how that actually works. You just think you're dying. Exactly. You don't actually physically die from an anxiety (laughs) attack. So, little weird, but so nobody knew what happened, and they're like, okay. So in November, he's flown to Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, they were originally planning on flying him to Australia. So because they would have to stop in New Zealand before getting to Australia, they actually just do the autopsy in New Zealand. Um, and that's also because though the land or well, though the base that they're working on is U.S. owned, the land is actually owned by New Zealand. So they're like, okay, well, this is technically our responsibility. So they do the autopsy. And what the forensic pathologist Martin Sage finds shocks everybody. Rodney Marks 
had consumed about 150 milliliters, which is about five ounces of methanol. (laughs) (laughs) What was that noise? (laughs) That was my like, yes. (laughs) That was something. (laughs) So for anybody who doesn't know, um, kind of the damage that methanol can do, um, as little as 10 milliliters, which is a third of an ounce can damage your optic nerve and cause total blindness, which explains why he was wearing sunglasses because he was super sensitive and because he had, you know, 15 times as much as that. Um, Also 30 milliliters, which is one full ounce can make you die. And he had five full ounces. Yeah. So, and you know, that doesn't mean you will die if you have an ounce. It's just that it's incredibly lethal and likely. So methanol is colorless and it's present in all of the cleaning products on the station, which are very clearly marked. Like you can't accidentally pick it up and be like, oh, I wonder what this is and drink it. (laughs) Like it's not like that. So when consumed, your body converts methanol to formic acid, which is very corrosive. So it's weaker than cyanide, but they both result in acidosis. So excuse me while I go into a mini science lesson here. (laughs) Um, Acidosis is basically excess acid in your body because your kidneys and your lungs can't correctly maintain your body's pH. So your pH is super important. Um, It ranges from... Total pH ranges from 0 to 14. Anything below 7 is acidic. And above 8 is basic or also called alkaline. Um, Your bodies maintain a pH of about 7.4. And it's super sensitive to change. So if you go below 7.35, it's considered acidosis. If you fall, which is an incredibly small change. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a little bit, it's not easy to get that change. Um, Okay. Once you fall below 6.8 you'll die. Ooh. So, and it's very easy, like, in a lab setting, you can add just a little bit of a base to something and the pH will skyrocket. So, like, it, things like methanol changing that is, is very significant for your body. Um, so, with acidosis, your blood pressure basically drops and your flow of oxygen significantly decreases. So if a person usually has a low pH, they'll get sodium bicarb, um, which we make frequently in the hospital, um, which is just baking soda, really. (laughs) Um, And it brings your pH back to normal. Oh. See, I didn't know what sodium bicarb was for. Yeah, it can be used for, it's mostly used for your pH, your body's pH. And you'll also notice that bags that they go in, we use a couple different ones. Um, It can be put into dextrose or sodium chloride or half sodium chloride, which is just normal saline. Um, And that depends on what you need the pH of the bag to be to adjust to the sodium bicarb. Gotcha. Okay. Some fancy shit. Mm -hmm. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) There's everybody's science lesson of the day, okay? Um, So long story short, uh, you consume methanol, your blood pressure will drop, your pH will drop, you'll die. So... Is methanol the stuff that's in gas? That's ethanol. Ethanol, okay. Right? Cool. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're <laughs> I'm like, wait right. a minute. You're I'm right. questioning myself now because I'm just nervous. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, methanol is like in this situation, it's in all your cleaning products. Not all your cleaning products. It's in cleaning products. Gotcha. It's that kind of alcohol. So um, Dr. Thompson, which again is the physician that he went and saw three times. He did not know that this was the issue. And it's not because he couldn't figure it out. 
So there's actually a machine, it's called an ectochem, and it analyzes your blood. So it could have determined Rodney's low blood pH, and he would have known immediately that was the issue because it tests for that. But he didn't use it. He claims that it wasn't in operation at the time, and a contractor was in charge of its maintenance. He also said the machine was unreliable and hard to use. So a different physician, Will Silva, defutes this. He had previously worked with Rodney, and he looked at Thompson's notes after Rodney's death because he was like, this is really weird. Why were we not able to catch that? So Silva says maintenance was easy and that the machine company actually offers support for any issues. And it turns out that the Ectochem just needed a new battery, which they had in stock. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, Thompson later says that he was, quote, too busy caring for Rodney to use the ectochem. So first of all, which one is it? Are you too busy or is it not working? Or... Um, no, you weren't because you just told that man he had anxiety and dismissed him three different times. Right. And it's just really frustrating because they could have easily found out. They could have helped him. Right. I mean, he wouldn't have necessarily lived because his, I mean, because he was poisoned. It means poisoned. I'm not saying he was poisoned. There was, I mean, mm-hmm. he was poisoned. Technically. <laughs> he, he, he had an incredible amount of poison in his body. Gotcha. But that would have given him the information needed to treat him instead of just giving him an antipsychotic. Right, and I just think it's crazy. Like, you're a fucking physician. You see your patient. Your patient is telling you they're throwing up blood. Like, that's... Not anxiety. so many fucking things. (laughs) It's not anxiety. anxiety. (laughs) No, it's not anxiety. It's not depression, low mood, anything like that. Like, what the fuck? I know. I know. It's insane. So, (laughs) if you are sick and you're in Antarctica, do not go to the doctor. No. Just take your chances, because... It seems just about right. Figure that shit out yourself. You're probably right. better off. Seriously. <laughs> so the coroner, Richard McElroy, says that Thompson was negligent, which resulted in the failure to use equipment that could have saved Rodney. He also discounted the original physician's team statement because it was premature and incorrect. Just a reminder, that was the one that said that it wasn't an axe or it wasn't from um, environmental toxicity or from poisoning or from whatever. And he was like, well, how the hell are you going to make a blanket statement like that when you have literally no idea why he died? That was really stupid. Right. <laughs> he said Definitely. it in a more professional way than I just did. But um, <laughs> there were also no illegal drugs in his system. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So remember how the U.S. base is located on New Zealand-owned land? Yes. So (laughs) that led to a lot of controversy with the investigation. Surprise, surprise. Right. So ultimately, New Zealand police did the investigation, but they had a lot of shortcomings because the U.S. refused to disclose information on their workers there. The U.S. wanted to do their own investigation, and they came up short because they also did not have all the information that they needed. So we have two countries unwilling to communicate with each other, and it turned into just a complete lack of cooperation and investigators found nothing. So they couldn't force workers to interview or testify to anything. So they sent out a voluntary questionnaire. This is New Zealand who sent out this questionnaire. 
Um, okay. To which only 13 of the 49 people responded. So there's still no answers about what happened to Rodney. All they know is that he was throwing up blood. The next day he was injected with an antipsychotic. And he died because of methanol poisoning. What the fuck? I know. So I have a couple theories that I read about. Um, do you stand by your original theory? Absolutely. He was poisoned. Okay. So there's a couple. I, I agree with you. I'm going to say that up front. I think that somebody poisoned him. For sure. Um, some people speculated that maybe he committed suicide. I'm going to go hard no, not just because, you know, oh, he's a happy guy and he's engaged and da-da-da-da. No, he panicked when he was sick and he sought help. What kind of person trying to kill themselves goes and seeks help like that? Exactly. No, definitely not. Mm -mm. And he was terrified. He had no idea what was happening to him. Like, he wouldn't, if he wanted to kill himself, he would have just let it happen. Right. He would have just laid there and just be like, take me. Right. That's it. And if he was doing that and he, then he changed his mind, quote unquote, he would have known what was wrong with him and been able to tell the doctor to exactly. then change his mind, so to speak. Um, so others think that it's possible he was making his own liquor and he accidentally poisoned himself. Like that he was specifically making like some kind of moonshine. So that can happen. Um, but he's also a scientist <laughs> and he's not right. stupid. Why would he bother making his own liquor if he has some there? Thank you. Yeah, it was readily available. (laughs) They had no restrictions. I know. I thought the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And the... He would have had to use cleaning product in it. Yeah. What kind of dumbass, even if you're not a scientist, what kind of dumbass would have done that? Exactly. You're not in fucking prison where you have to make hooch or something. No. Right. (laughs) So another theory is that Dr. Thompson is involved in some way. So the antipsychotic injection was very shortly before he had cardiac arrest. And I just want to point out that it's very dangerous to give anything with a sedative effect without a diagnosis. And he had no idea what was actually wrong with him because he didn't do any testing. So for him to give a sedative drug is very um, stupid. <laughs> it's right. it's not good practice. So people have speculated that it's perhaps that he was involved. And then he, also he wouldn't cooperate with the investigation afterwards. And I don't know if it's just because he was defensive because he was negligent or, you know, if it's because he had something to do with it. I honestly, I kind of think he was just negligent. Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, where it it looks like he could be involved in some way. But, yeah, like you said, I feel like, yeah, maybe more that he was negligent and he just, like, he was trying to protect himself, I guess, in a way. Right. So, right. that sucks. But I think that's probably more plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Our last theory is what we've already discussed, which is that somebody poisoned him to kill him. So methanol, I already said that it's colorless, but also it's slightly sweet. And it probably would have gone, gone, gone. It would have gone (laughs) (laughs) um, pretty easily undetected. 
So I actually worked with a girl in Germany who got drugged at a bar and she ended up in the hospital and she had no idea. I mean, I remember we were there and she like had a couple sips of her drink and she basically passed out. I mean, it wasn't methanol, but what I'm saying is like, it's super easy to drug people. Yeah, definitely. She was surrounded by friends and it happened. That's crazy. I also want to mention scary. it's horrifying. <laughs> I also want to mention that they make those straws that change color if there's something in your drink. They do. Google that shit. They also make a nail polish so you can like stick your nail in the drink. I don't know if uh-huh. the nail polish actually works. I know the straw works, <laughs> but the nail polish. What I had heard is that, and I should have looked up if this is an actual thing. But you stick your um, finger in your drink, and uh-huh. your nail polish will change color if there's something in it that's not just alcohol. Okay, okay. I kind of want these. I know, like, right? It makes me not want to drink out, at, like, anywhere anymore, except oh, yeah. for my house. Bring your drink <laughs> with you everywhere. Bring it in the bathroom. I love when bathroom stalls in bars have those cup holders. I've never seen that before, Oh my that's God. amazing. They have them at Wilmington <laughs> Brewing, actually. Okay. They have little, excited like, things. when they have the little... Uh, hanger thing so i can hang my purse on <laughs> oh i know i don't get what dude have you ever been to um husk downtown uh-uh their bathrooms first of all that whole place smells like vomit every time i've ever been in there but their bathrooms it's two stalls in the women's bathroom and there's like a little um like sliding um like wooden door between the two stalls so you can open it up and talk to the person next to you i am not kidding <laughs> i don't know if it has like an actual purpose but, yeah, it's, like, it's probably, like, the size of, like, a very large sheet of paper. And, like, the size of a computer is more like it. And, um, yeah, and it's just this little, like, wooden, it's, like, like wooden little paneling. And then it has, like, one wood thing across it that you can, like, slide. Oh, okay. Many a times has that happened to me. We, my one friend's husband used to work there, so we used to go there quite a bit. I have not been there since she moved, actually, um, because I do not like that bar. But, yeah, fun fact. That's And they might have remodeled the bathroom since then, but that's what it was like a couple years ago. That is fucking hilarious and creepy at the same time. I know. But they didn't have hooks and they didn't have cup holders, but they did have, like, a little ledge behind the bathroom. Because I always, like, religiously, and it's probably because I've seen the girl get drugged, I, like, religiously carry my drink. But, you know, that's not to say. So I saw this thing online um, the other day. I think it was TikTok. I don't actually have TikTok, but somebody had posted it. (laughs) Yeah. So how old do I sound right now? (laughs) Um, and she, like, showed how easy it is to, like, drug a drink. Like, she just, like, reached out her hand to, like, shake a hand. And, like, she slipped something in there. And she did it, like, five different times. And it was, like, within the matter of ten seconds. And it was the craziest thing ever. I believe it. Yeah. People would be crazy. Right, yeah. So I'm saying, like, your drink can be right in front of you and it get drugged. Yeah, like, somebody can pretend, like, they bumped into you, like, their elbow or something. But, like, oh, my bad. And then just throw some shit in your cup. Right, exactly. So everybody watch out. That was the moral of that and part of the story. <laughs> so <Right. Definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, my point was, is that it could have been super easily undetected, especially, I don't know, like if people make the drinks for them or if it's kind of like a, you know, here you can grab beer out of this like fridge or I don't know what it, the situation is. Right. Um, but I think it would have been really easy to drug him. Yeah, I think so too. I'm saying drug. I mean, 
poison him. Poison him. <laughs> it's not a literal. I, I mean, it's you know, yeah. So <laughs> I just went off on that drunk tangent. So I I got a little lost in there. My question is, but why? Exactly. No idea. He had no known enemies. He got along well with everybody, which is why people didn't think that it, there was any signs of a homicide. They're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. he got sick. And then, and you know, maybe like, I mean, you don't start puking blood because you're fucking cold. That's stupid. But <laughs> no, you don't. like, you know, people didn't really think anything of it straight away um, just because nobody had any idea why anybody would want him dead. Right. And it, and it sucks because the U.S. didn't cooperate. Like, the countries aren't cooperating with each other. Right. Like, if they would cooperate, like, they would be able to figure this shit out. At least, like, Maybe. a motive. They might have been able to. But at least they would have been able to give a thorough effort in investigation. There was no thorough investigation. Right. It just kind of fell flat. Because they're like, okay, well, we can't force your country to talk to us. So here's a survey. <laughs> like... <laughs> stupid like fucking just work together i know especially with something like that like how come you guys are so caught up in your different jurisdictions that you can't like i I just don't understand how they don't have something in place for things like that probably because it had never come up before jurisdictions (laughs) i know for real (laughs) but like nothing like that had ever come up before and it hasn't come up since um yeah but that's everything i have about rodney marks that's crazy rodney marks i know I know. He was a super smart dude. And he had a lot going for him. And it Definitely. really sucks. I do not think it was an accident. Unless somebody was nah. trying to poison somebody else and he got their drink. Like, <laughs> that that's would the, fucking suck. I know. That's the only way it is an accident in my head. Is if he was the wrong yeah. recipient of who was supposed to get killed. But I really don't see that. Yeah, that's true. I don't see that either. It was, yeah, somebody purposefully... Um, drug or poison him i know i keep saying drug you guys know what we mean (laughs) that's what i think yeah it's terrible though but it's super mysterious super fishy i still can't get over the doctor like the fuck is wrong with you which is why a lot of people thought that he might be involved in some way because that's a little bit ridiculous it's a lot of bit ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't get how you're going to just give somebody an antipsychotic when you have no idea what's wrong with them, but they're puking up blood. And instead of being like, oh, let me do a blood analysis test. Let me just inject you with something and fucking go home. Right. Well, that kind of reminds me of like, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of like when Antoine was diagnosed with uh, salmonella poisoning. Um, yeah, no, like we had went to one hospital and... Um, they told him that it was just acid reflux and then he kept throwing up it kept coming out you know whatever whatever and he finally went to the other hospital and like he it was the same shit and they actually ended up running more tests and then they realized it was salmonella but it was like if we just fucking sat there and would have just made him stay home like chug some fucking pepto or something like he wouldn't, like, his throat was, like, raw as shit. Yeah. He was, he had started throwing up blood, I think, towards the end before they finally gave him something for the nausea, but still. I didn't know that um, salmonella poisoning would make you throw up blood. Well, because he was throwing up so much. Right, that, that he started making... vomiting. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, that's, that's so It unpleasant. was that bad. So, Oof. yeah. 
Oof, Poor no, guy. no, Mm-mm. gross. <laughs> Do not envy. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I'm pretty sure I had it, but I was being a uh, a gangster, and I didn't get treated for. It. Well, you're a woman, so you can handle being sick. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't care who I offend. Happening to me, and I'm not in the hospital, but here you are. <laughs> babies no i'm kidding that that really sucks that's allowed he's allowed to be a baby about that yeah i felt really bad for him because at first i was like you're being dramatic and then he got admitted for like a week in the hospital i was like okay it must be serious (laughs) okay but still a little dramatic (laughs) just a tad just a pinch (laughs) all right guys well let us know what you think happened to rodney um Just another no answers case for you. Um, I promise very shortly, and by very shortly, I mean our next season, we are going to give you cases with answers. So I know that some people are enjoying the shit out of the mysteries, but I'm getting a little frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I need closure. I need closure. So, (laughs) you you know, you're going to get your first 16 total episodes are going to be, you know, kind of dead ends. And then after that, we're going to jump right into... um, a, a topic that I'm not going to tell you, but they will be, um, <laughs> there will be answers, some answers at least. There will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Valerie and Jasmine. Um, welcome back to our, um, what is this thing called again? Life Corner. You forget, like, every time. <laughs> no. I have no idea why. But, yeah, Life Corner. <laughs> so, today, we're going to be talking about um, what's something from true crime that terrifies you. So, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, for me, this is a very easy answer. Um, there's <laughs> two main things that I'm terrified of. Number one is somebody in my attic. Oh, no. I cannot stand thinking about it. I know that here in North Carolina, in the dead of summer, it's not possible that somebody could live up there. But, I mean, I have heard so many stories about people in people's attics, and that terrifies the shit out of me. And then also, um, after I had heard that story of Danny something or other, or wait, what was Daniel McPlant? Is that his name? The kid who was living in that girl's wall... Do you know who I'm talking about? (laughs) Okay, everybody forget everything I said. No, there's a good handful of you who know exactly what I'm talking about. Jasmine, do not research that further. Anybody who's listening and you do not know what I'm talking about, do not research it further. I am going to do an episode on him because he is like the most chilling thing I have ever heard. So people... Uh, (laughs) people living in my attic or my walls which actually reminds me of the episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia hey i think this is my first tv reference look at me um where (laughs) d has um a cat in her wall and so i think it was charlie's idea was to put another cat in there to lure it out and then there's just two cats in her wall (laughs) it's so stupid and anyways that's what i think of with that but like much scarier so people in my attic and people in my wall terrify the shit out of me i want nothing to do with it okay so (laughs) (laughs) i 
I know I have to have to have my part, but really quick. Um, thank you for scaring me. You know, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. Do you I sleep in a room with an you. attic? Yes, I have the. Um, I, I live in the frog. I guess yeah. that's what the technical word is for the room, and it has a little door to the attic. Your attic is in the frog. Have huh. Another. We have another opening for the attic in our bathroom here, the uh, in the hallway bathroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. For anybody who doesn't know what a frog is, I didn't know that until I moved to North Carolina. That I, as far as I know, that's not a real word in Illinois, but I could be completely wrong. Um, and people in other countries might not know that it's what is it a full room over garage? Yeah, I didn't know that it actually had a technical. Oh yeah, that, that's that's. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that until you literally just explained it. Oh, okay. So That's what that stands for. So it's it's just basically like, um, it's like having a giant full-sized loft, basically. It's not yeah. like a tiny, like sometimes for- lofts are like the ceiling's really low and it's just like a tiny little space. It's like a full-ass room. So like mine, the way that the um, ceiling goes, it's a normal like height of a ceiling. Like it's so high. But then uh, once we get to like, the side of like where the attic is it gets definitely a lot lower so like i could smack my head on it uh-huh. and i'm only five three okay so yeah it yeah now is your attic like just like a crawl space no it's a legit like you can walk in there like you're gonna be hunched over but you walk in there it's a good like i want to say it's technically the length of my room if i'm not mistaken oh my god have you ever and- been in there I have. Yeah, I have. Not to, like, the very end, because we put, like, my niece's crib all the way at the end, and, like, shit, we, like, literally never use. Mm -hmm. But, like, I do go in there all the time because I have all these boxes of baby clothes, so I put them in boxes, and I just shove it in there, like, at the entrance of the door. That makes sense. And then we go in there for, like, decorations and stuff. So, like, for Halloween, I'm gonna have to get in there within the next couple weeks, Hmm, and I get all our shit out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But other other than that, I have it blocked off with a bunch of shit. So if there was anybody living in there, they can't get through that door. Oh, my God. I remember. I did, <laughs> We probably have enough um, attic stories that we can make an entire episode about it, actually. <laughs> um, probably. Probably. Um, there was, I moved a lot when I was in Germany. So one of the houses that I lived in, um, there we decided we were going to check out the attic in there just to make sure it wasn't like super sketchy. First of all, there was a ton of shit up there. Also, there was a toilet. Uh, just like uh, dead center. Like, I mean, it wasn't in the dead center, but it, like it wasn't against a wall. There was no sink. There was no like anything. It was just a toilet like in the middle. I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> And it had like a little no, like latch, so we just keep it latched. But you could definitely get through that latch if you wanted. But yeah, not not cool. Not cool, bro. Thanks a lot, Valerie. <laughs> yeah. So Thanks. fun fun story. Check out your attic. <laughs> right, and then the part about so you're afraid of people living in your walls. So that reminds <laughs> me of the movie The Boy. So basically. It's this family and like, um, I want to say in the UK, maybe somewhere on that side of the country. And, um, it's this girl, she, she like responds to an ad probably on Craigslist or some shit. 
and she ends up moving out there to the UK from the United States to babysit their kid. Um, and they're like this really wealthy family and shit. So they um, introduce her to their kid and it's a like a puppet. Not a puppet. What is he? Like, I'm sorry, um, what? It's not a puppet. It's a fucking um, a dummy. Like a like a like, one of the ones that people talk with. Yes, 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 yes. Like it a ventriloquist like that, dummy. He, yes, but the mouth doesn't open. It's just like a. He's like porcelain, I believe. Okay, so hold on, so, back up. This they, they, she gets hired to watch this dummy. Yes. Does she know they, that that's it's her son? <sighs> I don't. I do so not like where this is going. Know that it's not the real boy. And is it though? Find out until she's got to be there. So she's like, the mom is like, the woman wrote down like all of the rules and everything she has to do at a certain time for the kid or the dummy, whatever you want to call it. And because they're going on like a vacation or some shit. So basically she's like, what the fuck? These people are weird, whatever. They're paying me. I'm living in their house. It, whatever, whatever. I'll do it. So then she um, watches him and then creepy shit starts happening. Uh-huh. And then basically at the end of the movie she finds out that the boy so the dummy was really it's a a remake of the real life boy like their real son they really had a son who looked exactly like this ventriloquist dummy and he ended up killing another a little girl in their town and they ended up faking a like a house fire and saying that he died in that house fire, but he really didn't. They just kept him from everybody, and they hid him. So Homeboy was living in the fucking walls the entire time. Who like the would, fuck came up with this like, movie? This is terrifying. It is. It's not that terrifying when you see it. It really isn't. But the idea is. But it's like in like a like a old British castle looking house. So like. You know, like, servants, um, like, had, like, those secret passageways and shit. So, basically, that's how he was getting through the walls. So, he would fuck with her through the walls and know where she was at and shit like that. So, yeah, that's what I think of. So, thank you once again, Valerie. I think that this is a very important lesson, actually, from this, is that if somebody <laughs> offers you money to watch a dummy, the answer's no. Something's up. Yeah, Even if they're just like, oh, we're grieving over our son. Yeah, something. It's bad news. <laughs> yeah, nah, skedaddle. Be like, nah, fam, I'm good. You keep that. I'm gonna bounce. Yeah, you don't even gotta pay for my return flight ticket. I, I'm out of here. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> cannot be there. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. So my thing about true crime that scares me. So I wear glasses. I have astigmatism. So that means at night, it's really hard for me to see. Like, I can see, but shit is blurry for me. And it's especially bad whenever it's raining because the um, the dividers in the road, like the, the paint part, mm -hmm. the reflectors and stuff like that, whenever it's raining, it kind of all blends in for me with the puddles, like the still standing water, whatever uh -huh. it's called for me to drive at night when it's raining and I just I really don't like driving at night in general 
so like anytime I've ever had a drive at night, like anytime we've gone back um, to my hometown and drove throughout the night and stuff like that, and it was my turn, like I always creep myself the fuck out and think I'm going to see like a hitchhiker on the side of the road, like all bloody and shit. Oh my God. Would you stop if they were bloody? No, like it's just, it just terrifies me at the thought. Like, you know, like you see, I've seen these movies where it's like, um, uh, let's just say a girl like fucking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, so the kids got kidnapped and then he killed all of them. And the home the girl escaped and she ran out to the road and was trying to flag down a car. You know how fucked up she looked. She was right, all bloody and bruised. And like that's my worst fear is driving down a highway or some shit and just passing somebody like that. I will never get over that. I would never drive again a day in my life. <laughs> that escalated. Um, yeah, that that's terrifying. I actually have never thought about that. He drives me every day, but uh-huh. I, he will have to drive me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then if he if something happens and he's not here anymore, I'm gonna have to call an Uber. I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I had never really um thought about that. But you're right. I mean, those people always get help from people on the side of the road. I mean, hitchhikers. I mean, I just would never anyways. Right. But, like, imagine, like, you see that shit and you're like, and like us, like, we do a fucking podcast on true crime. So you're like, man, I should really stop and help. Well, I know. Especially, then, I know. And just my thought is, like, what if they're the killer? <laughs> Right. In my head, I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm going. Like, I'm not about to pick your scary ass up. I don't know what I would do. I guess it would have to be depending on... I feel like you would hopefully have, like, a sense of whether or not it was, like, safe to do. You know what I mean? I can't. I think the other thing, too, like, if it was a fucking kid, I think that would scare me five million times more. Oh, my God. So, you're welcome now. This was Thank a terrible you. topic. <laughs> that was... Uh, I did not need to think about any of this. So... I know, right? So, good luck sleeping. I'm gonna go watch some Disney Channel movies. And, uh... <laughs> what happens? <laughs> good luck with that. Right. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.